Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's April 17th, 2019, for all of us here as we record. Uh, The podcast is a place where we gather occasionally to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you are a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined today by Kevin. Welcome back, everyone. And Garrett. Hello. Usually we are uh, joined as well by Vars, but uh, he's not here at the moment. Uh, he may arrive partway through the episode. We don't know. But So it's been, I don't know what, a month or something. It's been a long time since we've recorded. Um, like we, that. I think, yeah, I think, actually, I sort of recall in the previous episode saying we were two weeks out from Fox Day. Um, and yes. So that's, and, and by now that's fading into the past memories. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, so it's been quite a while, but uh, so we have a few things to talk about. Things are happening in the baby metal world. So uh, I don't know. I mean, well, I guess we can start with just talking about Fox Day itself, right? Yeah. Uh, it really seems like a long time ago, but uh, when, when so as I remember it, uh, you know, everybody got very excited as it turned you know midnight in japan and then nothing happened and nothing happened and nothing happened um i think so you you may need to remind me about this uh actually but the one site uh did gain a countdown i think on fox day is that correct yes so but nothing happened until really late in the day in japan i was in bed and i'm on the west coast of the u.s i was in bed when stuff started happening on fox day yeah yeah. No, I mean, like, it really seemed like uh, what was happening was that all we were going to get was this countdown to, you know, it's a countdown to the beginning of the, the 1 2019, too. Like, right. Well, we maybe know. more. Who knows? Yeah. Episode 8, uh, apparently. That's Metal, right. Metal Resistance Episode 8. But, so, and then, you know, 11 p.m. Japan time rolls around. Like, pretty much what the 11th hour right <laughs> as you say <laughs> quite literally <laughs> and um and then we got suddenly a triple announcement we got a uh a tweet that said well, i guess it probably showed up on all the the social meds but uh one that said new album 2019 xxxx and they had new art um and four shows so uh two let's see two um entitled baby metal awakens the sun also rises june 28th and 29th at Yokohama Arena, and then Baby Metal Rises Beyond the Moon, Legend M, July 6th to 7th at Port Messi, Nagoya. And so that's huge. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, I, I'm irrationally excited for Legend M. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah. That was that was one of the things that we really did not know if it was going to happen. You know, we had, we had Legend S, uh, you know, and then everyone was kind of hoping that there was going to be a Legend Y and Legend M. Uh, many people kind of believed it. I don't think I really did. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say I did either. So that's uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what they do um, because I assume that it really will be Moa focused, right? I mean, so I wonder in what way they will focus her. New solo songs? Question mark. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a possibility. Yeah, that's a, that's a route they could go, right? New album, 
that may have had to be, be rewritten already with the departure of Yui. So maybe they were going to get a new Black Baby Metal song or two, and now they're mm -hmm. solos, and we might get a debut solo. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm just hope honestly I'll just be happy if I get a headbanger, a Hatachi headbanger with Moa singing. That would be cool. That would be interesting. Yeah, like her 15th birthday, and like they did pursue. That's yeah. that's all I want out of Legend M. If they do that, I'll be happy. <laughs> right. But yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, the the lotteries for these have already started, and in fact, they're about to end. Uh, for the the um the one, uh, whatever they are, the the, the one special uh limited lotteries. Yeah. Did I have any of you enter? Are you gonna go try and go? I nope. no way. I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would, I'd love to, but uh, yeah, it's not, that's not gonna happen. Well, so. I will say, I, I entered the lotteries. I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off if I win the tickets, but I entered because I don't want to miss Legend M. Yeah, that's cool. Well, good luck. I hope, I hope that uh, goes well. Yeah, yeah thanks. Uh, get pictures. There are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You will get a show report if I ended up making it out there. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah no that'll be that'll be quite something so yeah i mean and the so i don't know i don't exactly know how long it takes to set these things up um it seems that it would not surprise me if this pair of concerts was originally supposed to be legend y and legend m and now it's just something and legend m <laughs> yeah that wouldn't surprise me either um the ven the venue of the first one is much larger, but I think you know it is kind of arguably where Yui is from, and the Legend M one is arguably where Moa is from. Actually, yeah. it's clearer with well, Moa's, but it, it that is where she's from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it makes sense. They're consecutive weekends, right? Mm -hmm. Um, about the same time, right? Similar themes, I you know, with the show titles. I think right. that's a not a far stretch of the imagination to assume that at one time that could have been Legend Y. Yeah, yeah, uh, and if it certainly if it was prepared, you know, if this kind of thing was to, was being set up a year ago, then that makes some sense. But yeah, you mean you can't throw a concert together last minute? They've been you got to book these venues and start coordinating, building sets, designing all that stuff months and months and months in advance. So. This is not a last minute thing. Right, right. Yeah, and I think uh, so there is a there is a big kind of like size difference between these two. Um the the first one is much larger and um in the chat room uh Faku noted that uh one of the reasons for this is that there's just no little one, no little good venue in Yokohama. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, that makes sense. Uh but yeah. But yeah, so that's so that's exciting, you know. We know that something's happening in the summer and it's happening actually kind of soon i mean like, pretty soon yeah um, that's what's kind of scary about entering this lottery for me it's literally right around the corner right and you know as a result of that they also had to take uh order numbers uh instead of actual like codes on the one item because people don't have the one i like i think just a couple of days ago people started getting the shirts and the one item yeah i'll be honest that's the most surprising revelation of fox day for me is that they thought and planned ahead and were willing to take order numbers and not your one code because they realized how close it was to getting the shit, the shirt shipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, you know, 
there are certainly people for whom it's not going to be like mine mine just i was i ordered on the first day and i just today before we recorded got mine shipping out from tenso so sure um, but yeah, uh, I, I ordered mine direct on fox day i i wanted to wait and see what they were going to do because i didn't want to spend 100 bucks on a shirt yeah, unless, right. unless i had some reassurance that something was happening this year right and now there is so uh, we don't know for sure. I mean, like, we still don't know for sure if the if being a, the one member is really gonna do much, uh, except get you into the concerts if you win the lottery. But we're hoping that there's gonna be something that we can buy. <laughs> well, that's kind of what the one membership always is, right? You know, these Japan tickets is the primary use of the membership. It's been right. a while since they've had anything other than what Blu-rays and DVDs of concerts that had one editions. Right. Yeah, and you know, even now I'm not actually sure. Uh I'm I'm kind of curious to know what they do uh for like the one edition of whatever it is they're going to I mean maybe it'll be Legend M. I mean maybe they'll they'll wait and release that. But up till now there's not much. I mean like I suppose there's Dark Knight Carnival. That is that was maybe the front runner for what I was thinking. But you know, not, uh the, basically they're not going to release anything that has Yui in it, right? So that put a puts a pretty hard line. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. So, yeah. Interesting. And then it's the other thing, I mean, like, uh, we haven't even really talked about the fact that, you know, it says we have a new album coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what to make of that? I mean, like, uh, so the, the tweet says... Um, Revelation from the Fox God, you know, hashtag Fox Day, hashtag new album 2019 XXXX. Uh, you know, and the art says new album 2019 XXXX. Uh, what do we think the XXXX is? My first thought was 2020, Roman numerals. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is that a release date? Is it hype for next year? Um, that would kind of make yeah. sense to me, only because... Typically, when bands release albums, they spend six months to a year before the album drops releasing singles and starting to build hype, right? They've released Starlight and Distortion, but without any hype or media tour or interview or concerts outside mm-hmm. of the U.S. tour and Dark Knight Carnival and that almost, kind of stuff. So, I almost uh, expect yeah. them to wait, like tease some new songs, like play new songs live and not release them. Like they've been doing with tattoo, maybe maybe even a couple more off the new album before they actually release it. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it is likely, it is perhaps even more than likely that it's going to be after these concerts are over, right? Like that there's going to be some, some, uh, the, the, like the June and July concerts will happen. Possibly there's going to be even more, um, and it won't be until later in the year that we actually get the album itself coming out. But, hmm. uh, I like I don't. It seems weird to me to think that XXXX is twenty twenty the year, just because albums don't usually take, you know, multiple years to come out. <laughs> it, well, you know, it's usually like a date. <laughs> right, but you know, not to keep beating a dead horse. You know, they lost one third of the people that are on the album typically. Now, does that mean remixing, re-recording, rewriting? Um it's very well possible that they need time to basically redo the whole album 
Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It, I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm just thinking they wouldn't have announced it this way if if it really was going to turn out to be in 2020. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what maybe. I thought would be kind of funny is if they kind of like spread it over New Year's Eve. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they just sort of release a track an hour. Uh, be... Honestly, I wouldn't mind that. I think it, would, it might actually be press generating. You know, <laughs> yeah, funny thing to do. <laughs> What it, I what what I I mean like so one possible thing is that it's just obscuring four characters you know and so it could be uh, yeah. it could be not meaningful it's actually also I should say it's uh, eight strokes and we're in episode eight right we're actually also in episode eight of the podcast but we're in metal resistance episode eight as well so um, twenty twenty vision yep the yeah. vision of the future is clear right <laughs> uh, Another thing that occurred to me is it could be XXXX like the XX that we had for Legend S. Like this is this would have this was supposed to be <laughs> Yui and Moa turning twenty. Oh, maybe. Would they um, name an album after that though? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems like they've had enough lead time between knowing that it was going to be two and you know, <laughs> and yeah. having this uh, announcement that they could have changed that name. So I'm skeptical that that is uh, the only meaning. But Maybe it's hugs. It's what it is. X O X O. Yeah. No, that's hugs and kisses. This will just be hugs. All right. Okay. Is <laughs> but um. Anyway, yeah, it's it's uh it's sort of like a puzzle. <laughs> Maybe actually. Oh yeah. Maybe that's what we're gonna. Maybe it is the puzzle. Maybe it's um at each of the four concerts that are coming up, we're gonna get one more letter. That'll fill in those X's. Oh, maybe it's gonna be ep 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 seven. <laughs> but anyway, so cool. Um, yeah, it's great it's, having things to talk about. Yeah, uh, still speculating, but like things are things are moving. Uh, maybe we can actually move on to the the next thing, which is kind of related. Uh, we have okay, so I guess well, yeah, it's kind of related. It's kind of. Uh, unofficial right so we have do we want to talk about this <laughs> we have uh, yeah. good reason yeah. to believe uh it has been sort of posted in very you know very many places the the fact that uh shazam has managed to identify elevator girl um and it in fact gave us cover art uh, so this is much like what happened with starlight uh we have a also a release date uh from someone who has been reliable in the past, um, you know, this you know I don't know how I don't know where they're getting this information. It's it's uh, speculated that it might be Shazam's um, database, but it's a this Russian uh, it's a, it's social media Russian site. Guy. Yeah, but uh, May tenth, so almost there. Um, yeah, that, that same guy's what three for three predicting releases two for two in the past. Yeah, and I should say too that this is not um the, this this is just a, like a big list of releases, you know. So um, you know, it's, it's like forty or fifty every month in the upcoming right uh, schedule, and so people just check it every once in a while and uh, observe that oh well, you know, Baby Metal has one in here now. So May tenth, Elevator Girl single. I'm pretty excited to get a non-live copy of that. Yeah, yeah, I think that is a. Uh, I'm I'm really kind of curious. I I I think it's going to be better than it sounds. Um, we'll see. I mean, I guess what I the the maybe the worst thing to do is to set expectations super high. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, 
Well, you, what I'm most curious for is to hear if it's different from the version we hear live while they were on tour with it. <laughs> I think that'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a lot clearer. I think it's going to sound significantly well, better overall. Like I, I, I think it might be a little bit more techno-y. I mean, I think that's a given. I'm, I'm just more back to what I was saying about maybe needing to rework the album a little bit because of Yui's departure. Yeah, I'm kind of firmly in the camp that I could hear more than one person in the backup track for mm -hmm. that song. I agree. Um, so that's the kind of stuff I'm interested in hearing when it drops um, as an album version or a single version, not live. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping, although not with a lot of uh, real optimism, that it will be, that there will be more than just one track on it. You know, so far, Distortion and, and uh, Starlight have been just the one track, but it would be, you know, it'd be kind of cool if we got an instrumental or we got, you know, Tattoo <laughs> or something yeah, as sure. well. But... All in good time. XXXX. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the cover art's kind of interesting. It's, it's... um very not baby metal like i mean it looks nothing like all this like lore stuff that we've had in the past or just like you know the logo no, over I, a rippling fire i managed to completely miss that i have no idea what it looks like oh okay uh uh somebody put it in the live chat yeah. room maybe somebody help me out here <laughs> but um it's yeah it's um it's white there it is yeah oh uh, yeah and it has these sort of like it's it's I'm not exactly sure what to make of that. It's it's kind of like the uh, the letters are either being disintegrated by wind or it's like a digital uh, distortion of some kind. So if any of our listeners are video editors or motion designers, um, it looks datamoshed. That's the name of the that effect in video editing and motion graphics and things like that. Ah, interesting. So uh, when you data mosh something is that just is it basically purely random or is that based on some underlying image uh it like, depends is, on how you is set it, it up. mixing of images no it's not a mixing of images typically okay it's doing exactly what is what you see there it makes it look like like say a vhs with a weak signal or yes. low bit rate or something like that that's kind of the effect it's looking to replicate cool yeah so, uh, I, you know, I've seen some, some discussion about like, well, you know, if it's an elevator, shouldn't these, you know, these things be artifacts be going up and down. But I think if it, if it is really supposed to be something like a degraded video, then it should be horizontal. That is, yes. it is correct. <laughs> but anyway, so weird cover, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty, that's pretty excellent. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah. I think it, just going on something that was in the chat room. Uh, I think the it's unclear whether the uh, Shazam cover is still there. It's it it was kind of there and not there, and you know I think sometimes people could see it by cached, um, you know, like images that they had cached before. I think if you were to start anew now and Shazam the song, you would. I think you'd still get to the song. I'm not even 100 percent sure about that, but I think you can still get to the song by Shazamming a. Uh, like one of the pre-recorded parts in a live show, but uh, it won't show you the cover anymore. Oh, interesting. So, well, the cover disappearing makes me think that that's probably the actual cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, uh, it it was probably not an entirely intentional leak. <laughs> so yeah, sure. 
Um, and actually, also, uh, if you actually go to the Shazam page for it, it shows you that and it links to some videos that it has identified as having the song in it. Uh, and I, I suspect that, you know, and, and what they are is basically just like uh, usually fan cam mashups or whatever uh, on YouTube. And I think those are probably at risk now <laughs> of being copyright struck <laughs> because they're in a very public place. Yeah. So I, I had all my videos taken down like recently, too. Yeah, well, they want to clear the way, you know, but uh, yeah. but I, I'm sure they really don't want uh, <laughs> they don't want it to be sitting there right on the on the no. page you get when you yeah. shazam it. Clearly advertised. Yeah. Um, actually, maybe uh, just leaving that, but before going to the next topic, there's one one sort of mini topic that I was going to mention, which is that you know having to do with videos and strikes and things like that, and actually Faku talking in the chat room, the um. Google Plus went away um, not long ago, like a week or two ago, something like that. Um, we knew it was going to happen, but eventually it disappeared. And the big downside for us of that is that all of Thomas Malone's translations were there. Oh, um, and oh, so that's that's uh, that's a fairly big loss. Um, if there's a, there's a tweet that uh, Baby Metal News posted that. Um, has a, a link to i think it's a google driver anyway there's a there it has been preserved for a bit at least so um at least until it gets struck away uh uh there's a way that you can you know get it and have them and uh help preserve them uh by having a copy in an alternate location but so yeah, our chat is saying that his work is saved somewhere people yes, have it yes. Yeah, in fact, the the link that I was talking about is has just appeared in the chat ah, yeah. uh, from the person who did it. <laughs> so very um, nice. Yeah, and you know we need we we need to get him on the show. Yes, I think at some point here, I think the community would appreciate that. Yeah, so you're invited, Faku. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, but yeah, so the um uh. Anyway, thank you for doing that, uh, for saving those. Uh, they, you know, it would have been a pretty big loss because I think Thomas Malone himself has stepped back a bit from this and isn't doing any new translations or really uh, putting a lot into this. So, um, uh, it's good that we didn't have to ask him to try to, you know, save all these things. Sure. But okay. Um, now let's see the. Uh, uh, the last, the last sort of obvious thing that that we'd want to talk about, I think, is the PM Music Complex magazine interview that came out. Um, no, there's no news there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. Let's just end it there. Thanks for tuning in, yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's good. Uh, like us on the social medias, but um, yeah. So this this is the PMC magazine, um, and we knew. So we knew in advance that it was going to come out, uh, and we had gotten a, a shot of the cover. That's volume 13. Uh, it was released on April 11th. And uh, so we'd seen the cover quite a lot, both before and after it came out, because for some reason, everybody who bought it immediately took a picture of the cover and tweeted it, but <laughs> there was like no information about what was inside. Yeah. So um, it's funny. It's a funny cover because... Uh, so the... The images inside aren't as much like this, but for some reason they're under this weird blue light uh, in the in the cover. 
photo so they have this kind of you know smurf look <laughs> there in their uh lower hoods and uh anyway is that the lower hood is that the official lore hood <laughs> hopefully hopefully that will become the one merch <laughs> oh god <laughs> um but yeah so it uh so we were going to talk about it in the in the future tense and then we decided well no we'll wait until it actually comes out so we can talk about it in the past um but it uh, turned out it sold pretty well right when it came out uh you know i have mine along with my my you know shirt i've got a couple copies coming to me in the mail but i don't have it yet but uh people did you know went through and i think somebody somebody actually uh bought one and cut it up and scanned it uh so we have we have pretty good scans of it uh for people who i would encourage everybody to buy it of course if you can but um but if you need to see it without that uh there are scans and uh there was a pretty involved translation done um by lenzer is the is how how we know this person uh and i think maybe that's the place to start um so i was planning on just sort of talking about the stuff that we had in there i'll i'll say maybe one thing just to kind of set it up which is that uh there are so there are basically uh a big interview with sue and a big interview with ma and then there are a couple of other things um so there's a discussion uh, like a short interview with bob johnson of 5b artists and media and a short interview with isabel uh albrecht i think it says uh from ear music and i don't we only have i don't know what bob johnson from 5b said and we have only like a little summary of what uh isabel albrecht said uh so those haven't been translated but that's not the that's not the main thing anyway so uh okay. i've been talking for a long time i think i will stop talking and let uh someone else say what you thought of this i mean how do we how do we even go about unpacking this um we can just start from the top first i mean, you know first the thought was yay we get to hear from them again it's been a long two time. years since we've had a substantive interview, something along those they, lines, I right? I think they said three. Three years? Is it three years? I think it's three. Hmm. Yeah, although that may be that may actually also be just you know a, a PMC centric view of like how long it's been since they've talked to them. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. But. But yeah, it's well, I think we had some stuff in 2017. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. Sue had one in December 20. Anyways, doesn't matter. Last time, it's been a long time since we've got to hear from them. Um, you know, and, and without just regurgitating the whole thing, uh, it was refreshing to read through it and get a sense that they've kind of moved on from phrases Child. like only the Fox God knows. Um, they're speaking like adults. Yeah. Yeah. That's another impression I got. The interviews are certainly much more mature from an organizational thought standpoint and mm-hmm. just kind of the way they are answering these questions i'm sure this isn't totally true and <laughs> but or at least not the it, not the entire truth maybe maybe not the entire truth but it feels like they're not under such a tight leash on what they can and cannot talk about um it, it reads like i'm reading an interview with any other music artist right they're being cagey and building hype for new content Mm-hmm. reflecting on things they've done in the past um but not in a way that leads me to believe that 
Koba's standing over their shoulder saying you can't say that the whole time. I think it's quite possible that the fox god did not even make an appearance in this at all. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, I don't think he did. Um and you know, I I really appreciate that they were willing to talk about 2018 from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Um I think it probably did a lot of people some good to hear that the criticism, the trials, the the attitude, everything they went through and we went through as a fan base, you know, we all kind of experienced and shared that together. Um, and I think a little bit more so from their perspective, just because, you know, they had to live with that. You know, they, they both talk about being nervous and scared and worried that people weren't going to show up or boo or leave um, <laughs> yeah. at Kansas City when Yui didn't, wasn't there performing. Yeah. You know, and that, that kind of hurts to think about. Yeah, it's it is it's definitely sort of, I mean it it's not not super surprising maybe but but I mean it's it's clear that they knew what was going on you know they knew yeah. what they were what they were going out to. Um, uh, I didn't get the sense that it was necessarily their choice to approach it that way, but uh, but they but they were they were aware and they were nervous. So that that is that I did find that um, I found it surprising that they actually said it in here yes. but um uh, they both you know they both were sort of saying well you know kansas city was a was a real trial <laughs> yeah um, i remember i know you know one thing that i thought was interesting from moa's point of view on kansas city was you know she was nervous because for the first time she's kind of out front in front of the fans really close without mm-hmm. the comfort and safety blanket of Sue and Yui in front of or next to her. Yeah. Um, that's something I'd never really thought about, but, you know, it makes a whole lot of sense from a performance standpoint. That's got to be a little intimidating um, going out of your comfort zone like that, especially when since you've been performing all of this stuff pretty much one way since, what, 2010? Yeah. Um, yeah, what, what she said was, I'm, I'm scared to be a one-man live. Um. You know, and, and it, this whole interview is just full of stuff like that, of these just really human moments, which I think is really pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I certainly felt bad that they felt bad, but it did, you know, it also did, um, uh, you know, they, it was clear that they went out there knowing what, knowing that there were people who, people who knew them would well, could well feel like this is not what I signed up for. Uh, right and you know sort of being determined to to get this going and it's interesting so again i don't you know i don't have the feeling that they made the decision on this but um but they were sort of pointing to the fact that going to these going to these like non-touristy cities did at least have the uh, give them the possibility of of um presenting and uh, performing in front of people who didn't know them you know and so they yeah again get the like what the heck is this kind of reaction <laughs> yeah and that's something i didn't really think about at the time you know I, I there was some speculation going around the fan base you know why are they starting in kansas city then everybody thought oh they wanted to do a show in the middle of nowhere to see what would happen because there was no yui and things like that you know and hindsight being what it is you know it, it makes a lot of sense to go the places they 
have gone in that last tour to expose themselves to more people and different kinds mm-hmm. of people. Um, you know, they've been to the West Coast and the East Coast now several times. Um, so if you want to be popular everywhere, you got to kind of go everywhere. Yeah, no, I do think I do think that that you know, I mean, I, there are probably many reasons. Um, but I do think that they were there was a sense in which they were kind of trying to avoid people who knew them before for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I mean, nevertheless, the you know, like two or three rows of people that are right in front of them that they always see, you know, they're the same people as always. <laughs> yeah, sure. The little pink flags. <laughs> <laughs> I found it interesting that um that they had distortion rehearsed before Legend Death. Yeah, they they've had that song down for so long. Yeah, I thought that was that was definitely I I it wasn't quite clear what it meant to me what it meant that it was like warmed up by then like whether it was something they just rehearsed I think that's what it meant though is that it was maybe it was under in progress before Legend yeah. Death. Uh, it, it, maybe it was meant of... to be debuted at Legend Death. I imagine so, but it's, maybe it's... they wanted Yui there. Maybe at that time it was still unclear if Yui was going to be in or out. Yeah, it's... well, it certainly was at Legend S. Yeah, it's conceivable that they they cut something that they would have de- debuted. That's true. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. There was something else. Um. That I remember noticing i think when they were talking about distortion oh yeah so the um uh it seemed like uh at least the way sue was talking about it she has some kind of control uh like you know she's she's taking a little bit of of kind of ownership and direction on things like uh how the call and response will go and like how how you can present a song to a non-japanese speaking audience and that sort of thing um so i thought that was kind of cool you know that it, that it actually that you know she seems to be having input and and uh and doing things um, and also hey, that was really nice to hear actually yeah. um the, the other thing that that sort of reminded that reminds me of is that uh she mentioned somewhere i'm sort of skimming through this trying to find it um but she mentioned saying that this is actually a pretty good opening song you know because it gets people into it and they don't have to know japanese <laughs> you know yeah um, but that what that means is, and I think she talked about it as like often they open the show with that, but that's not right. Um, which makes me think that she doesn't actually think of in the name of as a song. <laughs> that's possible. Well, I mean, she doesn't. Nobody sings. It's just noise for what is it like ninety seconds, two minutes, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that was somewhat somewhat interesting. Uh, and I, I know another thing. I think bears worth mentioning and talking about. Um, I think it's come up on our podcast before they both kind of talk about getting away from younger and childlike themes mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, you know, that, that's, you know, definitely going to split the fan base, but it's, you know, something I've said before it, it, and we, I think it was just in the last episode we talked about this, wasn't it? Um, probably <laughs> at, at, at what point is it weird for girls oh, yeah. their age? Or looking into the future, if they're doing this, you know, into their late twenties, singing songs, you know, like Doki Doki Morning, or even Give Me Chocolate, um, and is that even fulfilling as an artist and a performer, right? To be, you know, leveraging those themes when you're well, trying to be an adult. 
yeah and i mean i think the thing that i remember from from uh, the last time that we were talking about this is partly also just the the um kid talk you know the like it's not even just about the the themes but about the like the child speak right <laughs> in there right but yes i think both sue and ma um uh said something about like you know one thing about 2018 was that it kind of gave them a chance to pause and reflect on you know what's what where they are what they've done you know um sure how things are different so i think people forget how long they've been doing this or don't consciously think about it that's a really interesting time to start and have a career i mean you think about it they're coming up on 10 years of doing this right and they're only 20 and 21 yeah <laughs> <It's> amazing <laughs> you know that's that's pretty incredible most people don't start their careers if they go to college until they're 2021 you know there's a there's kind of an interesting thing here too um and I, actually both again both sue, sue and moa said this that um working with the professional dancers uh really did kind of uh wake them up a little bit you know like so uh, yeah. with with moa you know she hadn't really been you know she'd been just doing the entertaining <laughs> and uh you know seeing <laughs> working with the dancers she really got a got a chance to see improve her own dance performance and with sue she was saying something about like you know this is that sort of showed her what it could look like for adults to do this you know right um so there's there's probably kind of almost a teaching moment in that too like you know somebody in the organization said like this would be good if we bring in a couple of you know professional people to interact with for a while maybe not even just for the show but for for kind of development of the group yeah totally makes sense you know we have mentorship and probably some leadership in the dance department that they don't get on a regular basis mm -hmm. um, and most of them came from 11 play originally right well, at least the muscles right. did in 2018 yeah. um, i'm not not sure about all of them yeah i don't i think i'm not as sure about the ones from the japan shows i think the the but the the, the people in the u.s tour for sure yeah. u.s and europe tour yeah the muscles sure. dancers were definitely 11 play <laughs> yeah. i love that's how I know them as. I don't even think I can remember both of their names. <laughs> I can't remember their names. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that is pretty, uh, I don't know how much I like <laughs> that as a name, but uh, but it's definitely stuck in my mind. Yeah. You know, um, along the same line, too, they also mentioned that they had rehearsed and basically were prepared to do, was it, what was it, two, one dancer, two dancers, and four additional dancers? Yeah. that they basically had in their pocket ready to go at any given time. Yeah, yeah, that the uh, yeah, I think Mo was saying that it's it was it was challenging to kind of remember where to be right. <laughs> given all the different configurations. Right. Well, if there yeah. was any any doubt to what the chosen 7 were, I I think now that we are past that chapter, I think it's pretty clear that it was your, never, it was the dancers. <laughs> there never you realized go. it while nope. it was happening, nope. but I don't think so, but all right. <laughs> you don't think so? No, <laughs> really. I I still I still maintain that the like I still don't think they were represented on the stage. But the chat room, several people are typing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, at any uh, rate, I think we're gonna get something completely different this year. Yeah, this is gonna be a great year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The um. Uh. So the one of the things that uh, Ma said, I guess it's uh. So. 
Okay. Anyway, the thing I was going to say is that uh, there's a funny thing that Melissa says at the end, which I thought was pretty pleasing. Um, they sort of refer back to something that they said Sue said, but I couldn't find it. But at any rate, um, they they um, Mo was basically, you know, they were talking about sort of like um, how you remember the shows, and um, <laughs> so so the interviewer said, you know, we heard that uh, Sue said basically that the way you remember which show you were at was like by the food, <laughs> like yeah. the catering at the different venues. Um, and she says, yeah, yeah, mostly. Mostly, I remember about the food. Um, I'm jealous that Sue Metal remembers more about the venues. So, like, so, um, you know, Mo will remember this is the place where we ate the hamburgers, and Sue's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, Sue will say, Oh, this is the place where like the audience was way up in the balcony and stuff, and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I had some hamburgers afterwards, and it was pretty great. That's that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, some things never change, and that's kind of nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, with I think in, more and more in Ma's than in Sue's interview, there was a, a kind of coming back to this feeling of uh, real anxiety. You know, like the audience is very close, uh, and they're going to be disappointed. There's a huge amount of pressure on GJ because uh, you know people who know it are going to not like it because there's now only one person singing it, and you know she's just sort of saying, All right, well, yeah. I'm just going to have to power through this and do it anyway. <laughs> And so like and, one thing worth noting too uh from the various people that have translated it you know Suze was more formal and more straightforward and a little easier to translate i guess uh mo was mm -hmm. more difficult because the language she chose was more metaphorical and emotional uh sounds about right yeah Though I, I guess i don't necessarily think of sue as being all that straightforward either but <laughs> apparently more so in interviews I just thought that was an interesting little, I don't know, maybe a little insight into the personality differences. Yeah, there's this, there's a bunch of stuff at the beginning of the, the Moa part that has to do with like them communicating through like colors and images and things that I, yeah. I just, I don't understand. <laughs> but that's <laughs> sort of the point. I mean, like, I think they're sort of saying, there was something uh, that Moa said that made made it sound a little bit like, you know, she just doesn't talk about baby metal with anybody except sue metal and she doesn't even talk with sue metal because they just communicate like non-verbally <laughs> so she's right. forgotten how to talk <laughs> so, i'm worried if i can what is this, this translation says so i'm worried if i can properly express what that even is <laughs> right you know? yeah it was these uh this is uh a real gift <laughs> this interview it really is yeah i know some people are disappointed that they didn't talk more about or give an update on yui or you know that's the nature of having a huge international fan base somebody's always going to be disappointed um mm -hmm. and my advice to our listeners is, is read the interview and make your own judgment yeah i think yeah. we've been pretty clear that the three of us really enjoyed it and there's some great info in there and it's all about expectations it, i don't think it helped too that uh i think the day before no, the day it came out, while we were still waiting on a translation, a a fake translation showed up oh, yeah. online on Twitter, mentioning Yui how she couldn't walk or needed help moving, um, you know things like that stuff that was just totally not in the interview at all. Yeah, um, so be careful of that. Yeah, I think I mean so they they certainly didn't they didn't do anything that said that sort of gave any real indication about what 
the reasons were for her deciding no longer to continue. Yeah. But um, but they also didn't ignore the fact that they, you know, that she used to be there and isn't there now. I mean, like, you know, Ewan Metal gets her name mentioned quite, quite frequently. Yeah, and I think even, uh, I think even I think in both interviews actually, but yeah. um, certainly more in, I think Sue Metal mentions her more, and Maul Metal mentions more, just like being down to two. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but you know they they certainly haven't um dodged it entirely i mean they're they're aware that it's a difference and then that some people are feeling you know betrayed by it and stuff but um anyway yeah oh and actually there's another thing too um Moa metal said uh there will be those who see our live show and think what a gimmick and i thought wow <laughs> like <laughs> they, they really do know what's happening even if uh yeah, sure um you know i it's it is it's neat to hear that they are thinking, you know, they're sort of aware of everything and they're going on with it anyway. They're determined to yeah. do this and they know that what they're doing is worthwhile. And they both seem really excited for, you know, what's coming up this year and, you know, the future of the group. There's nothing in this that leads me to believe they're just kind of going through the motions or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the end is nigh, things like that. Now, granted, they wouldn't say that in an interview, of course, but, you know, reading between the lines of my translation, you know, it it, it seems genuine yeah. on the surface. Another thing, too, that was uh, I thought was possibly interesting was that um, Moa says, uh, you know, so they were they were they were talking about the roles uh, and Moa actually does say, you know, I have the scream and dance role, um, but she mostly doesn't have a role mentality. You know, so uh, yeah. she and Sue kind of like give each other notes, <laughs> basically. Sure. Uh, and um, I think, you know, to the extent that we believe that, uh, I think that's nice to hear because I know that there are there's a temptation to think that that uh, Moa might be dissatisfied with this, with her part in this group. Then um, which gets which gets amplified when there are, are just two of them. Sure. But, um it doesn't sound like that is something that worries her. So that's good. It it does seem like they're collaborating on what's going on mm-hmm. and they have more control and they're trusted more by management and things like that. You know, just calling back on Sue seeming to have input on call and response. Um, Sue metal and Mo metal collaborating on you know it sounds better if you sing it like this or it looks better if we dance it like that things like that mm-hmm. you know little details like that you know i think would hopefully alleviate some people's feelings um about their relationship within the group yeah Ma also says uh uh she's she's wondering how to push forward we've always been a group that was pushing forward without looking back but last year we were we able we were able to stop look back and reconsider that's why in 2019 both of us want to keep pushing forward without looking back and i kind of like that all the way up until those last three words <laughs> i'm not quite sure exactly what that <laughs> means about pushing forward without looking back but um because we liked uh, what they did that's why we're here <laughs> but, but i think you know if i had to interpret that i would say you know not dwelling on the past you know what's happened yeah. has happened People were upset at Kansas City. They went through some rough times putting those shows together, losing a member, losing a guitarist and a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had the time. They've reflected. They've healed. They moved forward. Like, you know, that tweet everybody hated, just move forward. 
Yeah. And they're ready to tackle the future. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, it's, it's, it's optimistic and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it had to be optimistic in a way. Like I'm sure even if they, even if there are things that we haven't been told here that they, you know, that are slightly less positive, um, you know, it's good to see that there's at least this much positive stuff. Um, so (laughs) yeah. Um, and I do want to say too, when you go to a concert and you're in the first several rows, make sure you go nuts and smile because they see that and they get energy from it. Moa speaks to it. Yeah, that was cool. That was, I, I, it was neat to see that. Um, I've read a couple of translations of this, uh, interview and you know the the one i'm most recently reading is the the kind of more um polished one yeah but uh yeah it's it's um some of the earlier translations of of like moa's looking at the audience that's right next to her uh was a little they were a little freaky it kind of seemed like she was she was kind of scared <laughs> and upset by the way they were <laughs> reacting but but you know there were also people that were smiling and making her feel better so yeah but yeah, um, it's it's interesting how uh, Moa did. I think a couple of times, kind of note how close the audience is, <laughs> and I think it's partly just because she's way up front all the time now. Well, that and you know the shows I went to and the fan camps I saw of the U.S. tour in 2018, the barriers were pretty close at some of those shows. Like it, they were pretty intimate, um, right up on the stage. Yeah, yeah, more so than they were used to. I am sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff in here. And like it's it's uh everyone needs to read it. There's the uh, that wouldn't make any sense for us to to read through it. I guess we're really just hitting the highlights, but we really could spend two hours reading through this talking about yeah. it. Uh, there's a, there's actually not very much mention of Australia, so uh, unfortunately, Vars isn't here to. <laughs> it's hot and that. dusty. It's hot yeah, and dusty. Yeah, it's <laughs> something about the and it's uh, the, the heat is different from Italian heat. Yes. Yeah, they mentioned the temperature change, <laughs> but. Yeah, that that seems like the main thing that that uh, made the Sue Metal interview at least was just that it's you know it it was winter where you know at home and then she went to Australia yeah. and it was like forty degrees, forty degrees Celsius. That's pretty hot. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I'm hoping that this is the first of a bunch of interviews. Um, I I bet this is going to be one of the better ones, but uh, you know, hopefully as they ramp up to maybe a tour i mean we we still there's still some stuff that we don't know i mean like it it uh it could well be that there's going to be some kind of announcement on the 23rd when the the one opens um that would be a good time for them to maybe put something up for sale yeah <laughs> who knows what i guess one last thing i want to mention about the interview um mm-hmm. is it seems that they both recognize that they got off to a kind of rough start but they could oh, yeah. feel they could feel it get better and more confident um in terms of their own performance and crowd reaction as they moved through the tour and they had concerns you know about going to Europe and doing the same thing and having to start over like they did in Kansas City um but it was kind of seamless everybody was used to it according to Momental and Sue um Sue in particular I guess was no Momental sorry was worried about download um but when they got out there you know everybody was accepting and having fun uh-huh. so i thought it was cool to see that they recognize their kind of rough start to the tour and the tough times they had but were able to push through and you know by the time they were done with it were kind of feeling more like themselves 
Yeah, that was I, I did think that was kind of an interesting sort of description of the evolution. Like the, the Kansas City, they they I mean, they knew they were going out and people did not know what to expect. And yeah. uh they didn't it actually I think it was I think it was actually Sue that was saying that, that she don't think she didn't think she actually really managed to succeed quite at Kansas City. But right. that it kind of went through as the tour developed it became better. Um, and then with Europe, there was there was an interesting thing. Um, I'm pretty sure this was Mal who said this um, that Europe was actually not too bad because uh, the thing is not only had they they survived the U.S. tour part, but she mentioned she actually mentioned that people had seen fan cams, you know, <laughs> so, right? Uh, and so they knew what to expect. And yeah. I thought that I mean that is actually that's really sort of like a peek behind the curtain of what they know. <laughs> sure. Maybe they are watching the fan cams as well. I would be surprised. But um, anyway, yeah. I mean, so, I mean everybody, everybody's Googled themselves at least once, right? I'm sure if you're famous, <laughs> you've done it too, just to see what's out there. It's fun. Uh, maybe. Yeah, it's fun. Although <laughs> I, I think I've probably said this at some point before, but uh, uh, almost every celebrity type person that I hear, um, you know, they they all say basically just never read the comments. Because oh you know, sure, what you will you will get slight pleasure from people who enjoy it, and you will get disproportionate agony from people who are not happy with it. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, um, I like to think though that most of the baby metal comments are probably really positive. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not the all, early ones. All the bad ones are concentrated on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I, you're right, though. It's worth mentioning that kind of the they did talk a little bit about the, the development of their feeling toward it, you know, that um, that by the time they got to Europe, they felt OK, you know, going to download was a little freaky because, you know, maybe the maybe again, there's a bunch of people who are going to find this not right, that there are not three. Um, and they both expressed concern about going back to Japan where, you know, people took it the worst <laughs> and they thought nobody's going to come. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah. But I tell you know, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's nothing they can, you know, there's nothing they can do in in a sense, right? I mean, like uh they are definitely being uh they're, they're part of a larger machine. So, yes. Well, hopefully as 2019 progresses, I would think as you know, as they start promoting the album, we're going to start getting more stuff like this. They haven't had anything to promote or talk about for a couple of years, so right. hopefully this is the first of many, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, so, uh, I mean, we we have Elevator Girl coming out. We have these concerts coming up. All of that's fairly soon. Um, we have the beginning of the 20, you know, beginning of episode eight, whatever that means, uh, in, it's like five days away or something like that. <laughs> it's really soon. Yeah, it's really so, soon. Um, so, yeah, there may well be more things to talk about. Uh, Maybe we'll have to go to an actual actual every other week podcast <laughs> like we originally planned. <laughs> we might. But um so, yeah. Uh anyway, I'm hoping that we do get more. Uh there are certainly other things that we'd like to know. But um but this has been it's been a great month as months go. Yes. Hopefully I breathed a sigh of relief as a fan, you know, once I saw the album Legend M interview read the interview things like that i'm in a better place 
so much dopamine at one time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Well, you know, for when we when we only knew what was it called, Summer Sonic, the thing, you know, the August yeah. thing. When that's the only thing we knew, uh, I wasn't, I was not feeling all that um, optimistic, you know, because that could still be canceled. <laughs> sure, I think they got moved down the order, right? They yeah. got bumped. They got bumped from like second headliner, or something like that, to third. Yeah. So, uh, but now we've got uh, a flood of things that will keep us going at least till August. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm anxious, nervous about the third album, but uh, I can't wait to see it to hear it anyway. <laughs> see it too, I guess. Yeah, I guess all all I would say to that is. Don't let yourself become overhyped and set the wrong expectation. Yeah, yeah. I I would expect <laughs> it to be different than the last two in a way that's probably going to upset some people. Yep, that's almost certainly true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, someone posted a. Uh, I was seeing something going by in the chat room, and there was a like a fake set list. I think it was supposed to be like songs that were going to be on the album or maybe like a upcoming show or whatever, but it included like all, all the songs we know. And then some extra like goofy stuff with, with, you know, like new agey sounding titles. And oh, one yeah. of them was like, let's go kitty. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> very, very cool. Like I, saw that. I cannot imagine what a full song, like a full length song of the Unikitty theme would sound like. <laughs> I think I would turn it off halfway through. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, now I feel like there's a bunch. Of, oh yeah, the the uh, another thing that didn't even make it into the into the notes, but um, uh, O2 in Britain sent out a bunch of uh, oh. uh, like tweets to their subscribers saying like you know there's gonna be like I I I don't actually know what it said, but it was something you know something that was promising a a UK date for uh you know in an O2 venue from a bunch of different people, including uh, Baby Metal including baby metal yeah yeah and o2 has a bunch of venues and it's probably you know it's it's not going to be it's not going to be the hugest ones um but yeah i you know i think it's going to happen at this point so yeah um odds are looking at the sizes of the venues uh and the sort of like the the likelihoods i think it's brixton <laughs> but yeah, um i would say so uh, i would um i would say Odds are pretty good that it's Brixton. <laughs> so well, that'll be fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, and I won't go to that if they go to the, if they come to the U.S. Probably, I mean, you know, I will definitely go if they, uh, maybe more than once if they tour the U.S. But uh, at this point, we don't know that's happening. It would be really yes. weird if they don't. Um, it might it might be that if they do a bigger tour, though, it might end up being at the end of the year. Uh, so. Could be. We shall see. Time will tell. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay, boy. Uh, this has been recording for a long time. <laughs> but we had a month. We had a, a big month. We did. So but we could keep going, but we're going to let you go and save it for next time. Yeah, I think that sounds wise. And, you know, plus we can then hear what Vars has to say. We miss sure. you, Vars. <laughs> but. Uh, okay, anyone have anything that, that they wanted to try to cram in here before we close? I do not, know. Hello? Uh, that's it for me. I talked a lot. Okay. Uh, I talked even more. I'm sorry. Yes, you <laughs> but... did. That's okay. 
But okay, so that's it for this episode. Uh, you can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. We'll be back here in maybe two weeks, uh, sometime soon, and we hope you'll join us then. And until then, see you.